what about Flacco, dude? Fucking stud, dude. Like that was that was nowhere. the best story of the year was watching this, you know, sixty-eight year old dude <laughs> like that can barely stand up come on on the field and like actually throw bombs. It was cool. You know, I'll tell you what, I I would love to drop Mac Jones and pick up Joe Flacco for the Pats. Six one five house. Did you start that? I mean, what? what give me the rundown on that for those yeah. of us who don't know. Because I've heard great things. Riley's told me about this. I knew who you were probably two or three months ago. Riley had had that dialogue with me about you and what the things yeah. you had going on, and I was like, oh man, that's sweet. So I just kind of wanted a little understanding. You know, it, it's crazy because I never. It kind of came as a result of COVID. Um, it started in twenty twenty, and at the time, I was an artist. I was having a bunch of meetings for record deals and booking agencies and we were all set to go on this tour and then COVID hits right everyone's yeah. great. you're like what the fuck do i do so i called up a good friend of mine ashley cook who's now signed over at big loud records in nashville and her and i were both kind of just like venting to each other like what are we going to do during this time like we have nothing going on but we need to keep you know promoting ourselves and our music and so you know we kind of just came together with the idea of like let's get eight artists together these were our friends that were also like active online and trying to build a following. Yeah. And we like, you know, I don't know. We took like, took some shitty COVID tests and like rented a space in um, like the Germantown East Nashville area. And we just like got together and started, you know, singing together and promoting each other. And like you wake up the next day and we were really early on TikTok, And that was, that was kind of our main platform. So you like wake up the next day and our phones are all like, non-stop buzzing, fucking you know? nuts. i have like friends that i haven't talked to in years like in different cities across the country they're like dude like i keep seeing your shit pop up on my like tiktok feed. yeah it's just crazy and like from there it's you know we're now three three years old and like still rocking and rolling man so that's so cool though that you yeah. like really saw coven you're like okay like we got to figure something out here we're not just gonna sit around we're not just gonna fucking do nothing yeah, you know, no, I mean, well, I'll tell you, man, I, I think when COVID hit, there were two options for people, right? Option one is like, I'm going to pack it up. I'm going to go back home and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tap out. And then option two is like, saddle the fuck up, figure out what you're going to do. And for a lot of us, it was connecting with people online, you know, and building this like massive digital fan base. And then the cool part is like, now that we're, you know, past COVID and live events are really in full swing. It's cool to see these artists like go on the road and actually meet these people that were watching them for so many yeah. months when we're all locked in our houses, you know? Nashville's such a cool place. We spend a lot of time in Los Angeles, yeah. you know? And, like, you come out here, and it's, like, the biggest breath of fresh air that you've ever experienced. Yeah. Because you don't get the fake bullshit. 
There are a lot of people out here coming here from L.A. ton of people coming ton, from L.A. But, you know, I've been pretty fortunate thus far. You know, I mean, Tito, obviously, that's different, you know. Yeah. But, um, like, with people like you or, like, even the people that we've just had the privilege, Riley, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Those guys, everybody that's kind of been around here for a little bit and getting to see the scene and what it's all about and what the music is. And, you know, you meet a lot of really cool people. So, for you, is that a big reason why you like being in Nashville? Is that, like, really part of it for you? Yeah. You know, I've been to L.A. a bunch. And, look, I'm... I- I'm not going to shit on L.A., but it's different, right? It's very flashy. There's a lot of politics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, fuck it. Um, you know, but I have to go out there from time to time. Like, it is what it is. I think the cool part about Nashville is there is that just, like, community aspect. Like, people are kind of like, what are you doing? Okay, let's link arms. Let's, like, work together and, you know, collaborate. And that part of it felt very... I guess just real to me. You know, I think a lot of people like you find your circles. Like a big thing of Nashville is you find the people that you fuck with mm-hmm. and you write music and you record and you, you know, promote or whatever. And then when one person rises to the top, you kind of all rise with them, right? So okay. we see this, I'd say the best example is Morgan, Wallen, Hardy, and Ernest, right? And all that big loud camp. Like those people are like they were all homies before Morgan took off. And then Morgan's now, you know, biggest country artist on the face of the planet. Yeah. And all these guys are like seeing the success with it because they've kind of built this, like, you know, this close knit circle. So I do think like that's part of what we're trying to build, um, you know, is like, just like, you know, keeping those connections, like staying close to the people you really believe in, because then it doesn't become about whether I win, it becomes about whether we win. And I think that's really important and why Nashville is really cool. Yeah. I love that. I love that you, you know? just said that. Cause it's so true, man, because even when you're, um, and I think that actually that aspect, I think you indirectly just hit my point of why I don't like LA. Yeah. Because you don't have that out here. There is, you're out there. There's the camaraderie out here where I could be like, don't know you, be like, hey, you wanna do a podcast? You gotta go out to LA a little bit. People yeah. maybe give you a little bit of a funny look, like, well, who are you? This and that. And I get it. You know, they run the all way. your credentials, bro. Yeah, They're like 100%. checking everything. They're looking at the exact amount of followers. Like, is it gonna work? Like, yeah, is it for worth my agenda? It for me? You know? Yeah, a hundred percent. And so we've gotten a couple people. I mean, you know how it is. You do some shitty interviews. Sometimes people suck, right? But yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, finding that tribe out here, I think, is really, really crazy and a really good thing. Yeah, it's great. Although I will say, on the flip side of it, Nashville is growing like crazy, dude. The amount of bachelorette parties and like crap that happens on broadway it's so bad too like i live a mile and a half away from broadway and so like every single weekend i feel like somebody's hitting me up that's like visiting from out of town and they're like dude we're on broadway we got a bunch of girls with us like we're hanging out i'm like ah don't tell me look i'm a single guy like you know as are a lot of my friends and we're just looking to have a good time so it's fun but you know, there's a lot of the tourism and I think like a lot of people moving here is definitely changing the culture. So there's a lot of people where I feel like there's like the like old towny guys that are like, don't don't mess with my city. Like, yeah. you know, this is the root of country music. Like all other genres get out like all, you know, all these tourists get out. And then there's the people that are embracing the change. And I think like that's uh, really interesting to watch. It is. I've seen. I've. I've heard both sides. I've heard people from Nashville be like, "Fuck all these people moving here. I don't like it." Mm-hmm. And then I think we're in like that weird space though, where you get to. I get to enjoy it. Yeah. Right. Because there's just more people here. There's more fun things to do. There's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, Nashville's fucking beautiful. It is. I goddamn love it out here, bro. <laughs> no, on Broadway, I don't really like going down to Broadway because it is super touristy, right? Mm-hmm. You know. But is that where you like to hang out, kind of, or is it? 
No. Uh, it's not your cup of I, tea. Well, when I first moved here, I went to Broadway more than I want to admit. Um, <laughs> there's a reason why people go to Broadway, but you know, after a while, like, is, you know, becomes the kind of the same cover song, the same scene. And I think like there's a lot of cool local spots that are popping up. Like yeah. East Nashville has a lot of great um, dive bars and you know, everybody was telling locals. me that last night, dude. You gotta go to East Nashville, man. It's it's like there's some awesome spots there. We go to this place called Pearl Diver, which is like a cool kind of vibey spot. There's like patio in the back. You can hang out. You know, have a little fire. And like to me, that's where you meet more. I think like creatives and like-minded people. So when you're going out to like have some drinks, maybe do a little networking, like that's a good spot, right? If you're like trying to, you know, rail back 15 Miller lights and listen to wagon wheel and like have a one night stand, I would probably go to Broadway. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, is that, does um, live it out here? You're a single guy. I'm a single guy. So okay. do you also, is it hard in your space because you're doing music, you're podcasting, you're collaborating with a lot of people. You're doing a lot of creative things, mm -hmm. um, but you're probably busy a lot, right? Yeah. Is that make dating a little bit harder for you out here? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of my friends will say the same thing. Like when you, you know, we're all in music be, because we're so passionate about it. And so you're like, you're driving 12 hours to play some shitty gig on the weekend mm -hmm. just to like level up. And that takes time away from, I think, having like a serious, like committed relationship. So I know a lot of people struggle to like, I don't know, really like invest in a relationship. And then yeah. the, the other side of it is like when I, when I'm looking like to date someone dating in the industry can be very scary because you're running around the same group of friends, like rumors are going to spread. And then also yeah. if like, you know, it does go South and you break up, then like, how do you know she's not going to like tarnish your reputation or like, you know, quit getting some trouble. So that part of it's like a little weird. I've seen some people that have had that happen to them. I get the, I get more of like the look, Oh, you have a podcast look, you know? And some of these girls are just not, not digging it. Yeah. Which is fine. I get it. You know what I mean? Maybe a little bit. Cause I don't want, you know, their, their boy out there talking shit. Right. But um, I enjoy it. So like, that kind of leads me to this. You started a, when did you start your podcast? Yeah. So I started a podcast with iHeart probably six, maybe nine months ago now at this point. Um, it kind of came from a place where I was having conversations with my peers and other artists where they were talking about the struggles of, um, you know, what it's like to be an artist, right? Cause as an artist, you're the CEO of your own brand, right? So you have to you're, you're calling the shots. And that includes like in today's world, it's writing, recording. It's also um, constantly like posting on social media, right? And like, we really wanted to get into the trenches of like, what is it like to be an artist? Um, you know, what's your journey been in Nashville? And like, kind of just hear the stories from artists themselves outside of just, I think like one 10 second video on TikTok. Yeah, right? absolutely. So, so that's been really fun. And I've had, you know, I had a lot of good friends on it and it doesn't feel like, we shoot it's not really like we're like oh the cameras are on it's a podcast it's more like oh we're just hanging out having a good time and this is like a conversation that people can kind of i love that on. yeah you're easy to talk mm -hmm. that that's what i try to do i try to always keep it a conversation you know yeah and i think that's like a it kind of occupies its own special space when you do that right because then you're like here to make a friend versus like let me grill you with 25 fucking questions exactly from a, like a mental health standpoint when you're out here and you're working with all these different people and you're 
you know, you're kind of probably getting pulled in every which direction, right? So um, what do you do to kind of level yourself out and kind of keep yourself in check as far as like from a mental health standpoint and, and how you're feeling? And, you know, because I'm sure you go through times where there's like a lot of highs and then a lot of, you know, some lows too, right? right. Dude, that's, you know, I think every artist's career is like a roller coaster, right? Like you'll have one high. Maybe it's your first sold out show or a record does really well. And then the next day you just get beaten up and yeah. go right back in the ground. And really a lot, you know, it's the ability to be able to roll with the highs and lows and move forward. And I think a lot of artists struggle with that. I'm a big advocate for, you know, people taking time to themselves. Um, I know a lot of people like, you know, maybe it's therapy or some sort of like, just like a person to kind of vent to. I think that's really important. We live lives where we're constantly working and always thinking about how we can do better. And it's also just like, you know, a big time commitment, right? When you're on the road or when you're writing songs and doing like your day is so full that I think sometimes you forget to just like chill out and be yeah. a normal person. And so what I've started to do is just like take a few hours for myself, you know, maybe it's on a given weekend or like, you know, I've, I've recently just uh, went on a trip by myself for the first time. Which oh, nice. Kind of, I don't know. Some people don't like to travel by themselves. And I think I was always a little like hesitant to do that. Cause I'm a, a social guy. Like I don't, I don't like being alone. And I think that process was really cool for me because I just got to kind of like digest everything going on in my life and really figure out like, am I doing what I want to be doing or am I just doing it because, you know, I'm chasing something that other people have told me or that like, you know, seems superficial. Yeah. And I think that process was really rewarding. Where'd you go? So I went on a trip to North Carolina. You ever been to Asheville? No, but I've heard of Asheville many a time. Yeah. So I was, um, I just, I just went out and like hung out there, like, just went on some hikes. Um, it was cool. I play a lot of acoustic gigs. Um, and so, you know, I would always be traveling by myself. But when you're playing a show or, I don't know, doing an interview, there's always like an agenda, right? So I'm like, oh, I got to play this show and then I got to meet this person. And like, for once, I just kind of like stopped and, you know, was like, all right, I'm going to take a you know, day, two days and just chill out. Uh, it was beautiful, man. You need that, though. I think everybody needs that. And I know we were talking a little bit before, but like, when when you're out in these different areas and you're you you have the space to party mm -hmm. and then you also have the space where you could be like well i need to work right and that's where sometimes i struggle with it where it's like i want to go have the fun i want to go do those great things you know you're with great people you're with cool people you're you know you're doing your thing but like when it's time to work it's time to work Dude, you gotta set that shit aside <laughs> you have to man it's such a tough industry because you have relationships that are so important and then you also have the creativity and like the actual productivity that goes into writing and recording and making a song right and i think a lot of people like find themselves going out to events to shake hands and then all of a sudden you're like six drinks deep and your next morning is scrapped and that is dangerous but at the same time if you're boxed in a room and you're only writing songs and you're not actually meeting teams and people that could help you market yourself or get you the next opportunity, then you're also at a loss, right? So I feel yeah. like this, this like, it's a really hard thing to balance. And I think most um, artists or music industry um, professionals like would agree that it just takes time to kind of figure that out and find like who's championing you and who's supporting you. And then also, you know, how, when can I say no, right? I think that's a really hard thing that's got a be. lot of artists struggle with. 
Like you just want to take opportunities, right? You want to do stuff, but at some point you have to set aside time. And I think saying no is like really powerful. It is. I agree with that. I've had a couple I've said no to doing interviews with probably like five or six. Yeah. And it was simply because it was like, you know, I don't have the time or I don't want to interview you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's true. But like, um, you know, you had spoken earlier about kind of finding your people mm -hmm. when you when you're here in Nashville. And I think I've found my people. I have a really great friend group down here. Yeah. And so I feel like super fortunate of that. I like from a mental health standpoint, for me, that feels good when I'm here. Right. Um, but I always wonder, and I'm sure you maybe maybe you'd be a good person to ask. Like, do you feel like Nashville from a music standpoint has that same aura around it where like it kind of chews people up and spits people out that don't make it kind of like that Los Angeles scene does? Because I could just get a different vibe out here about that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone thinks it's not easy to to be an artist or be in this industry. Like, you know, like we were talking about, you're going to get beaten up and somebody is going to get that spot that you think you deserve or the opportunity that you work so hard for. And I think like they say it's a 10 year town in Nashville. And I think the reason why they put that timestamp on it is because it takes that amount of time to like be honing in on your craft, finding the right people, you know, dealing with the losses and then continuing. And I feel like those that just, outwork and continue to stick around are the ones that like reap the rewards you know and it's very rare like somebody moves to nashville and three months later they like have a record deal and are crushing it right like right. and a lot of people think it's that overnight success because if you know you're watching something online you don't know all the time and energy that goes into it i just think it's the people that are able to like you know, kind of just saddle up and deal with the hate or the, or the, you know, the tough moment and be like, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. This is what it is. I'm going to keep you it know? rocking. And I, I try, you know, I try to incur, you know, I try to have those conversations with my friends and I'm, you know, I'm sure you probably do as well because some days artists just get beaten up, man. And they just need somebody to talk to. And like, you know, if you can serve as a place of encouragement um, and kind of be there. And that's why I talk about the circle thing, right? Having people that you can really have like, honest conversations with um i think is so critical yeah i agree i agree with that i was talking to a girl last night she i asked her she like had moved from chicago down here uh -huh. and i was like uh you know why'd you move and she like kind of shamefully said like oh music you know and i was like why did you say it like that yeah i was like are you here for that because if that's what you're here for you should be proud of yourself Right. right. And I, I see exactly where that could be because you do hear it a lot. Obviously, we're in Nashville. Everybody's like kind of doing something with music. You know what I mean? Right. But like I felt so bad for this girl last night. So why do you think she was like, you know, like shamefully admitting it? Do you think like maybe things hadn't been going well for her or she like didn't want to talk about it? It seemed like she. So this is what I got out of it. Basically, she's in one of these situations where she's dating a guy or like seeing a guy. Uh-huh that is also in music and she can't see past life without him being part of her music. Right. So like, you see what I'm saying? That's like brutal. It's dude. brutal. Right. So like now she's like hooked up on this dude or whatever. So I was sitting there, we were having a little quick therapy session last night, you know, just letting her, yeah. letting her talk about it. But like, I felt bad. Cause I'm like, man, if someone, when someone asks me what I do, or like, even when I asked you what you do, like, you're just like, this is what I do, baby. This is, you know, I love this. Yeah. So here's another one for you. There are some sexy women in Nashville. Is that distracting for you at all? Or have you been like pretty good at navigating it? I will say, I, I think I've, I'm just like pretty, 
honed in on what I'm doing. So maybe it's not as distracting now as it once was, but it's always tempting, dude. I have some friends that have just been like through the gauntlet when it comes to (laughs) the girls that they're meeting, um, you know, numbers, um, you know, per month that are, that are astronomically high. Yeah. Um, I think it's tough, particularly I found, you know, when you're an artist and you have success, it's a funny thing. Your DMS become way more popular when you have a song that's doing well, Mm -hmm. or when you have a tour that's like really cool. Right. And so a lot of people can't resist that temptation. And then I think, you know, the part that kind of, I've seen kind of fuck a lot of people up is, well, are they in it because they actually care about you or are they in it because like you're just some hot shot, right? Yeah, you know. Good and like a lot of times, like, you know, a lot of times people, that's cool. If you want to go out, have a good time and like, you know, party it up, that's cool. But if you're also trying to like settle down and find a girl, that's very hard to do, you know, particularly yeah. when that, that uh, success. When I have right. a girlfriend, I dial myself mm-hmm. back big time, you know, because I'm like, all right, because I like dating a chick that like doesn't like what, you know, like partying and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's nice to have somebody, but I just don't feel like I'm going to find that out here. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, or just get it. You got to get out of the industry, man. You need like a nice, like a nice nurse that yeah. can just take care no, of dude. you. No, dude. No, dude. on time. I'm from Cleveland you know? and everybody's a nurse. My last, my ex is a doctor. And yeah, uh, yeah man, I'm, I'm out on the medical field. I'm leaving the medical field as yeah. far as the dating game goes. Okay. You know, so yeah. we're going to, we're going to, we're not going to go into the music industry though. Yeah. So what you got a field you're trying to get into? Um, you know, no, it's not a field we're trying to get into. Yeah. It's uh, we're just not trying to, I've just had bad luck. Mm-hmm. Right. But I like dating above me, if that makes sense. You know yeah. what I mean? I like somebody <laughs> that like, kind of pushes me a little bit. Yeah. I like, I like shooting. You know? I like shooting for people just, yeah. You know, like intelligence is sexy yeah. to me. Right. Versus like, oh, you have a hot body. I'd rather date a, maybe not a six, but like a seven with like, that's smart as fuck mm-hmm. versus like a 10 who's retarded. You know, yeah. so what's that? Yeah, that trend that's like if if she's a ten, but she, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, to this, yeah. It's like, oh, if she's a ten, but she, you know, can't. Yeah, do... she's a ten, but her pussy stinks. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's it's just tough, um, yeah. dude. I actually, you know, she's I, a two. <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah, she I, is. I actually agree with you. Um, this is probably something about my background, but like, I'm from Boston, so I'm very used to the northeastern girl, which is a lot of them are very intelligent very independent and a lot of them do not put up with bullshit no and they tell you when you're doing something wrong or they like you know well if you're you know throwing shade they'll throw it back and i've found that there that's a big difference between a lot of the southern women that are up here which is you know they're beautiful and very nice but they don't have that edge to them no but then there's a you know then there's the girls up in new england and you do that and everyone says oh they're a bitch you know I think it's all about how you take it, though. Like, cause right. we're, you're from that space, that New England area. So I space. love it. Like, I want somebody that's gonna like poke fun at me. And yeah, me too. Like, I, like I need to be able to joke around with somebody, and they can joke back. You know, and if you can't take it, then like, it ain't. You got it to go. It dude. ain't it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You got so. to go. What are the next like uh, six months of your life looking like? Like, what you have like some goals, like short term stuff that you're trying to rock out with, like sooner than later. You know, I think I'm really uh, invested in helping um, educate artists on their career. I think we're at a very interesting time where there's a lot of power to the independent artists. I'm very excited about. I think there's a lot of ways that you can leverage social media and sort of the right team to be able to further yourself without maybe some massive major label coming into play, right? right? 
you know, at the same time, the major labels are great and they do good things for a lot of artists. But like, I'm just excited about helping this this new developing class of talent. And so one of the things that we try to do, I talk about it on my podcast and we talk about it on our channels is like just helping artists navigate where they're trying to go. Um, And when I say education, it's both education of the business, right? And like making sure they're aware of how everything operates, but also education to like, you know, in the mental health space, right? And like being able to have those conversations say like, look, this is going to happen, you know, or if you're dealing with this, like, let's talk about it and let's figure out, you know, how to move forward. Um, So I guess I'm just like really excited about, you know, diving into the, the, the people that I really care about in my circle and just helping elevate them. I love that. I love that you're all about that. And like what that's, it seems like that's almost like the base of what you do. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. what it was, what it was built on. Right. Like, yeah, it came through COVID of course, but like it's built on, I want to, I want to help. I want to be great, but I want everybody to be great around me. Right. Right. What a good feeling that's for you. Dude, it's a great feeling, man. Like, you know, like I said, like, you know, I, I, yes, I want to win myself, but if it's not going to be me, I sure hope it's somebody close to my camp, you know? Yeah, of um, and that's, you know, that's been the, the blessing of this project and sort of all the new um, relationships and, and things we have going on and, um, I'm just, I'm pumped about it, man. And, uh, yeah, my goal is just, I'm waiting for, you know, I'm waiting for somebody in my camp to be the one that, you know, plays Bridgestone arena or red rocks or whatever. And I think like, it's very cool. Like, man, it ain't cool until it's cool. Right, man. It isn't. Yeah. And, it's like, the truth though, for real. And like really getting in early and like finding and helping out that person that then goes on and does it. You know, there's a part of me that just wants to kind of give everyone the bird and be like, fuck yours. I found it before you did. Right. And like that excites me, man. That gets me pumped. But you manifest it. And I do the same thing because like it's, you know, you even say like, hey, somebody playing Bridgestone Arena or Red Rocks. Right. Obviously, that's a thought that comes through your head. And I'm sure you've had that thought of you coming out and playing those shows, Mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like when you manifest that and just continue to grind. Like you just, you will get there. Yeah. You know, you will, you have a great personality. You know what I mean? Like you, you seem to know what you're talking about. So it's like, you keep, sometimes, yeah, sometimes <laughs> me, me too, you know, I'm right. never wrong. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I love that, man. I love that you're manifesting that and red rocks. That would be crazy. Dude. Red rocks is like, it's, I feel like it's the, the cop out answer. Everyone says for like favorite place to play, but there's a reason it's just like, you're in the most beautiful place. Yeah. Like, you know, it's so intimate. Um, it's a great spot, dude. I've been to a couple shows out there now and like, to your point of manifesting like yeah i just like you just see it and like every day you just try to get a step closer you know yeah one step at a time yeah is there um who's your favorite artist right now man that's a that's a great question any particular genre or yeah let's do let's we'll we'll stick with country yeah i'll say like on the sort of the developing space um i love um there's a guy from louisiana graham barham who's a really close friend of mine um i got to work with him a little bit and he's now um uh, working with Sony Music on a on an album, I think he's fantastic. Um, another girl, Abby Anderson, who uh, she's been in town for a, a while, but um, she she had some success, and then I think she wanted to kind of pivot her artistry um, in a different direction. And I fortunately am a good friend of hers, so I've been able to kind of watch that process, yeah. and it's awesome, dude. Like some of this new music she's writing, it just feels really authentic, and like when she when the artist is so fired up about it, that fires me up. Um, so I love them, man. Um, you know, this girl, Ella Langley, I think is fantastic. Dylan Marlowe's great. Just a lot. Connor Smith just put out an album. He's fantastic. Um, I don't know. There's just like a really exciting young class of talent. Like these, like, you know, 25, 26 year olds that have been here for a couple years and like have found their sound. And it just, 
fires me up, dude. But yeah, that's the best, though, you right? know, because like so. for you, when you get excited about it, it's like that makes you a better friend then. Right. I love that when you yeah. get when you get people like pumped about that. Like I can see why you have a successful podcast. Like you're great <laughs> on conversations and stuff. Oh, dude, I love you it, fucking man. Crush it. You know, man. I just think like it's cool. Like, you know, <laughs> you go around town and everyone's like, man, like listen to my tunes or whatever. And so you throw it on the car and sometimes I'm like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Right. But like. There are times like when like I'm I'm gonna drive back home right after this and I'm gonna crank up you know whatever some Grand Barm record yeah. and like that's he's my friend but I'm just doing it because it's damn good music and like when that happens dude it's so cool because it's no longer like some I don't know just like friend supporting friend thing it's like no your music's really that great you know that's an important thing um, but and I think that's anywhere you go with any craft somebody's in if it's your friend mm-hmm. when you I I have been in that space once where i've heard like somebody's song um that i know and i'm like sitting there listening to it and i lose sight of the fact that that's even you know my friend yeah you know what i mean i understand like well i got this friend chloe caroline she's a great singer yeah and she's out in la she lived out here actually for a while oh nice and um but she's got some music man and i'll listen to that and like i don't even have to you know what i mean you don't even think is you're not even thinking about it you're like damn she's fucking good though when i get done with it right right yeah so i always get fucking really 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 excited about that you said you do a lot of acoustic guitar is that your your big thing um it was for a while crazy story but um when i was 13 years old my dad took me to a local open mic and signed me up without me knowing at the time i wanted to kill him i almost <laughs> it peed my pants but that's how I started, and it was me on an acoustic guitar. And over the years, like, I've played with bands and, you know, I've written songs myself. And you know, still the, the love for me is just, like, grabbing an acoustic guitar and, you know, singing records either that I love or records that I wrote. And so um, every summer I go back to New England and I do a run of shows up there. Yeah. And it's, like, it's like old friends and, and fans and family, and we just, like, we have a good time. It's, like... I don't know. It's just good weather up there. You know, you have like, you know, a couple beers with like just close friends and I'm just playing acoustic songs. I do a lot of like backyard shows, which yeah, just it's a blast, man. So, you know, I think regardless of where all the business and like, you know, um, podcast stuff takes me like I'm still always going to do that, you know, as you should, as you should. I mean, and, and so then so you're from the Boston area area. So you're yeah, you got a are you a sports fan. Yeah, I don't like where this is going. Yeah, well, I'm just kind of. <laughs> Just kind of curious, you know. So, like, Red Sox. Are you, like, diehard New England? Are you Red Sox, Patriots, I'm, Celtics? I'm Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics, and Bruins. And I'm very fortunate that I had six years with Tom Brady. Six rings mm-hmm. with Tom Brady. Um, I will tell you right sure now. He said that? Mac Jones fucking sucks. Mac Jones sucks dick. <laughs> I'm out on him, dude. I've, I've been out on him. Um, I feel bad for the kid because – he came up there and like New England's a brutal place to play. Like we are, if you don't perform, you're out, right? And we we don't we don't take mediocrity. Um, but he's got to go. <laughs> he sucks. I mean, he really does. But then again, I'm a Browns fan, right? Yeah. So it doesn't get worse than that. With that being said, I hate that we have Deshaun Watson, right? Because yeah. all I'm saying, if two girls say, "Hey, you did something wrong." You know, whatever. We could sit here and speculate that just maybe they set him up, mm-hmm. right? Kind of like the Trevor Bauer situation. Mm-hmm. But like 22 chicks, 
you fucked up. You did something wrong. Yeah. Right? Well, m- multiple times, I'm sure. Yes, what I'm saying. Not a great look for the franchise and for the organization that you want to root for. So no, you're in, you're kind of in a catch-22 there, man. Yeah, it's it's just kind of – it's really hard to – it makes it really hard to root for yeah. that. Um, have you started, like ban- – have you bandwagoned any other team? Um, No. I can't say I have. I yeah. really love the Browns, and I really want to love the Browns. Mm-hmm. But when you make decisions like that, it makes it really hard. I can deal with losing. Sure. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's like – I mean, there's a lot of fans out there that are just like, this is crazy. Like, well, you gave someone $230 million bucks and just raped, like, 30 chicks. Right? Well, what about Flacco, dude? Fucking stud, dude. Like, that was, that was the best story of the year was watching this, you know, 68-year-old dude, like – that can barely stand up, come on on the field and like actually throw bombs. It was cool. You know, I'll tell you what, I I would love to drop Mac Jones and pick up Joe Flacco for the Pats. Flacco, he did really well. I think what was really refreshing from a Browns fan standpoint or just a a football fan standpoint is just seeing the simple basic mechanics Mm -hmm. be um, flawlessly executed. Right. Right, like the simple stuff, like stepping up in the pocket, right, understanding when to scramble, understanding when to sit in there. Where you get guys like Watson or you know uh, our other shitty quarterbacks, yeah, you could just name like the, what a thirty of them in the last couple of years. But well, it's a new style of play, dude. I think like you know the like Mahomes or Lamar Jackson does it so well, right? But you know, running around and kind of scrambling to find success works for some people. Other people, they get in their head, and that's when you see them like you know always throwing picks or getting injured and whatnot. And I think like there is something true about just like the fundamental like passer right like i think of flacco like i don't think that dude's gonna run for 40 yards like patrick mahomes but he's gonna sit back and throw the ball when he needs to when he to came right out of college he had like the strongest arm in the nfl that's what he used to, that's really? what he used to say yeah they did like a throwing competition he was fucking mm-hmm. right up there with it um do you see a lot of athletes around here like titans players and, and yeah like you know what's been like super cool is um deandre hopkins has been uh around quite a bit he's a fan of music friends with a lot of the country artists and it's been cool to kind of see him like tap yeah. into the community he actually did um at a, a joint uh down downtown he did a trivia night the other night where he hosted it which was really cool to see like you know you look at him like making insane catches on the field but the fact that he's also like laid back and wants to just you know have some drinks and play trivia with people is like really cool. So that's cool when you'd see people in that space. Yeah, for sure. And I think like, you know, there's this really cool thing between um, athletes and, and artists, right? Where like a lot of artists wish that they could be an athlete. And I think a lot of athletes wish that they could sing or be an mm-hmm. artist. And so um, there's been a really nice intersection in our space, just being able to work with, we've worked with a couple of people on the predators and, you know, Titans and, um, you know, as we continue to, to work with artists, I really actually love would love to bridge that gap. And I'm just a small player in it, but I do know other people in town are. are you're doing of, great things, man. I mean, it. between between the house, the podcast, uh, your own music, your supporting of your friends, like mm-hmm. um, I think that's. I mean, I, I just I, I find that to be so. I spent a lot of time in L.A. in the last year, man. I find that the that kind of stuff that you're doing to be the best kind of people I like to be around. Um, just because I feel like I kind of align with that a mm-hmm. lot more versus being like, I'm all about me. I'm only about me. You know, yeah. I want to see all that success. And then, you know, from the music standpoint, man, yeah, you're 100 percent right. Like, people, you know, athletes want to sing. 
singers want to be athletes. I agree with that. Even for me, man, I, I would love to be able to sing. You don't yeah. want to hear that. Nobody here wants to hear that. But hey, technology, AI, and auto tune's pretty good yeah, these I days. Yeah, I believe that. Know? So that's amazing. I know you got to bounce. So, but here, here's a, I always finish the podcast with um, one question. And uh, on a scale of one to ten, how happy would you consider yourself to be? And if it's not a ten, what do you think you could do to get yourself to a ten or closer to a ten? That's a great question. You ask this on every podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I make, finished with it, yeah. Damn, you're making me get deep right yeah, now. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> oh, man. You know, my honest, honest answer to that, I think, is um, probably an eight out of ten. Okay. I think that I'm really – I've been able to watch a lot of people succeed the past couple of years. I've been able to surround myself with, like, a real cool community here in Nashville. Um that I, that I love and I wouldn't trade. I, I don't want to work in any other space right now. So the fact that I get to do this is pretty great. You know, I think to, you know, the way to get to a 10, right. I think it comes down to, there's some things that I think, you know, as I mentioned, like I was doing that maybe I needed to take some time for myself to kind of re- like figure out why am I doing that? And am I investing my time and energy sort of in the right places? Um, and, you know, one of those things is, like, I have a lot of friends in other spaces, too, right? And make, you know, calling a friend and just, like, checking in on them or, like, taking a weekend trip with the boys to, like, I don't know, play golf or do whatever. And, like, sometimes I push that aside because, you know, I'm focused on some small thing for, you know, a video or an artist or whatever. And so I think just balancing that is, like, always going to be a process. But I'll tell you what, man, like we're in a good spot in 2024 and um you know i would just encourage like other people to do the same man because like life's too short you know so short i love that answer though that's really cool and i really think you should keep doing what you're doing um and like don't ever change that aspect about you that is so like you know you're taking care of yourself but you are very aware and you do really care about the people around you Mm -hmm. and i think that that's like good things happen to people doing good things for sure man for sure dude well i'm i'm glad that we we were able to do this i know you're only in town for a yeah. couple days but i see you back. coming back trust right? me yeah it's and this is like such a great spot to kick it and hang dude you know? i hit tito up i was like yo uh what are you doing he's like nothing you want to film it over here and i was like duh yeah you know so that's the homie and then matt who who rents the place i mean it's it's just it's it's bad bless yeah you got mark Fucking Riley. Fucking Riley, yeah. Riley. <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding. Yeah, well, no. you got you got a good crew of people, man. That's, yeah, no, it's, I'm it's very solid, fortunate, yeah. man. And thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, uh, dude, I know you're for busy sure, and man. Stuff like that, but we'll do this again because we're gonna be back. Mark and I keep talking about moving down here. So. Yeah, dude, for sure. We should definitely do that. You know, I'm I'm I love podcasts because a chance to like get to know people better. But you know, oftentimes I think that a lot of podcasts you have like a guest on and then you know you don't see him for a while. And I think like it's cool to you know we got to keep in touch and do this Definitely. again. Or, or you know, dude, you know, hop on mine one time. I'll you know hop back on this. Let like, me know, man. I'm always down to hit a easy. pod. It's easy, dude. So, um, well, dude, I really appreciate it, and um, I, let's do it again soon. You're the man. Thank you again. Of course. For real.